from door to door. I became very crazy. I did not get any knower of the heart. No one heard my plea. Oh, friends, now I have got my beloved, the support of my heart, the treasure of Shabbat. I did the practices of water, performing the austerities, and bathed in the places of pilgrimage. I worshipped in the temples and holy places, but no one shared the pain. O oh, friends, my beloved has come and has put me on the path and makes me see him. Listen, O oh, beloved Kripal, make everyone have the beautiful darshan. The life of Ajayab is full of bad qualities. Take him across. O oh, friends, the true saint has come. My husband has come, and he loves me. O oh, friends, my beautiful Satguru is Kripal. He is merciful on the poor. Bhajan of Sanchi on page 115. Satguru Sona Mera He Kirpal and Iseyo Dina Deal and Iseyo Satguru Sona Mera Joy, 
प्यारा मेरा निदेली सहारा मेरा Hey, 
Friends, my beautiful Satguru is Kapal. He is merciful on the poor. The next World Religions class will be held on October 8th, 2011. That's a week later than usual. There will be a work weekend at Shamaz the following weekend, October 15th and 16th, 2011, to get ready for winter. I want to read, uh, begin by reading a few short items connected with the World Conference on Unity of Man, which Master Kripal held February 3rd through 6th, 1974. It was in many ways the climax of his mission, although there were other climaxes too, including his addressing Parliament on the 1st of August, and the initiation that same month where more than a thousand people were initiated. And, of course, then Master left a few weeks later. This is the conference report. It was originally published in the February 1974 Satsandesh, the month before the main issue on the unity of man. But this report, I'm only going to read the last part of it, although the first part is also very interesting. But this was written by me, and it was written at Master's instruction, and it was written in India, specifically at his instruction. I have mentioned this before. This is the article. He asked me if I was going to write it there or in America, and I said, well, I would really prefer to write it when I get back home so I'll be able to think about the conference more and so forth. And he said, would it not be better to write it here? And I said, no, I I think I'd rather write it at home. And then, of course, along with other things that I argued with him about, then that night I spent the whole night, I couldn't sleep at all that night thinking about all the things I had argued with the master about. And I spent the night in meditation, and the next morning I went and told him I was doing everything that he had said, including writing the article here. And then I did write it. I typed it up on the balcony of the guest house at Sawan Ashram. And I took it to him, and he liked it. He read it, and he said, you're a good writer, when he finished. So that was a very great thing for me that wouldn't have happened if I had, of course, done it at home. Anyway, this is the last part of the report that I wrote. In retrospect, the predominant emotion associated with the conference is joy. Joy that at this particular time in which mankind is suffering so terribly, in so many ways, so many people had the ability to see that the cause of that suffering is the separation of man from man and the willingness to try to do something to end that separation. Joy that so many leaders of really great stature in all spheres of life were ready and willing to join forces with our Master. And joy above all that there is such a great and beautiful spiritual leader in the world today who loves us and cares about us 
and who is able to command the respect and love of great men as well as you and I. At the first satsang held after the conference, Master made the following comments. The conference is over, and the loving efforts of all of you, of one label or another, are appreciated. God takes work from everybody. I think this conference was the first of its kind held since the time of Ashoka. Other conferences have been held at the level of religions. This was at the level of man. We have thanks for all who helped. Many who came could not find time to speak because there were so many in such a short time it was not possible. They won't mind. The question now before us in connection with the unity of man is this. We should live up to it and explain to others so that they also may realize this unity. If we do that, the conference will not be over without any fruit. And that fruit will come up if we all lay our heads together and find out ways and means to make the purpose for which this conference was held to be effective. And that's the end of Master's, of the quote from Master. And that is the continuing challenge before us all. In that sense, the conference will never end. Each time we see God working through our neighbor, our enemy, our brother, each time we resist the temptation to consider our welfare ahead of our brother or sister human, each time we see that whatever human being is in front of us is not meant for our pleasure or gain or exploitation, but is a child of God, the work of the conference will be carried on that much further. And if, through laying our heads together, really imaginative solutions are discovered that will help alleviate man's suffering and reduce his separation, so much the better. And then, next month, there was, of course, a great many things in connection with the conference. In fact, the whole issue was full of the conference, and which involved, of course, a great many people who were not master expressing their views. And I did get some complaints from initiates who thought there wasn't enough of master in it. Master himself, however, told me that it was just what he wanted. So there's a difference of opinion there. Anyway, this is a talk given by Kakasab Kalelkar. And Kaka Kalelkar was one of the closest associates of Mahatma Gandhi. He, as he says in his talk, he worked with him for 50 years. And he was his education person. Gandhi had a whole program of education that he wanted spread throughout India, and he delegated Kaka Kalelkar to do that. And when Master established the Manav Kendra school, he made Kaka Saab Kalelkar the sponsor or patron of the school. And he gave an address at that time also, which of course was a couple of years before this. This is a talk given at one of the panels. There were four panels during the conference, and this was given at one of them. 
He says, our greatest strength must be love which is fearless, nonviolent love. It is time the world was viewed as a great family. I think it is ripe for the establishment of a familyhood of all religions. Kripal Singhji is doing this work, that of making all religions and races one. And as a humble servant of Mahatma Gandhi, I congratulate him for organizing this conference. Now we have to establish that familyhood through love, complete fearlessness. If we want to establish peace, we have to work for others. Sanchi wants us to give thought to these things and to do service for the whole world. We are in a country where people of all races and religions are gathered together. We must love each other. All our energy should be saved for actual work. We invite Muslims, not as Hindus, but as members of one human family. We should have hope for our towns and villages. In the villages, people do not understand economics, but they understand religion and they understand culture. That has been the tradition of our country. We must now have a great organization and go to the villages and tell the people the central part of their religion is to love others. We must ourselves stop hating others and start loving. Mere speaking won't do. Under Sanchi's initiative and guidance, we should have small groups all over the world. We should, as members of the same family, build a new culture, a new civilization. Science is very useful because scientists worship truth. We want to make science more spiritual, and only saints can do it. So I express my gratitude to Sanchi for organizing this international conference. I belong to Mahatma Gandhi's group. I was vice-chancellor of the university started by him and worked under him for 50 years. Sant Maharaj is doing the same work which Gandhiji asked us to do, establish harmony and unity of man. Religions are different, but we are all bound together by love. My definition of love means fearlessness. You don't threaten anybody and you don't fear anybody. And the, the many, many, many echoes or connections of that talk with many of the master's talks, not to mention Sanchi's. Of course, when he says Sanchi, he's referring to Kripal, who was called Sanchi by some people, although not nearly as much as, as the one we call Sanchi was. However, he was called Babaji in India, so it gets very confusing. Anyway, including the definition of love as fearlessness, of course, reflects very much Sanchi's famous statement that the principle of Mat is this, we don't intimidate anyone and we don't allow anyone to intimidate us, we don't fear anyone and we don't make anyone afraid of us. And I want to conclude this section, although not the satsang, by reading again, I read at Shema's retreat a couple of weeks ago, 
the circular, and some of you were there, so I, I hope you won't mind hearing it again. This was Master Kripal's last circular. It was issued in May, on May 15th. 1974, and published in the June Satsandesh of that year, just three months before he left the body. He says it's called On the Unity of Man, and it's like his final word on the concept and on the conference, which is, by the way, intimately tied up with his concept of the coming spiritual revolution. And there are references both ways, within and without. And he is calling us to something very high here. And I I think this circular deserves and demands the closest of studies. It's also found in the book The Way of the Saints, by the way, although I'm reading it from the June Satsandesh, 1974. Man, the highest rung of all creation, is basically the same everywhere. All men, and of course Master means human beings whenever he says men here, as he made very plain elsewhere. All men are born the same way, receive all the bounties of nature in a similar manner, have the same inner and outer construction, and are controlled in the physical body by the same power, called differently as God, word, nam, etc., all men are the same as souls, worship the same God, and are conscious entities. Being of the same essence as God, they are members of his family, and thus are related to each other as brothers and sisters in him. 2. All awakened and enlightened gurus and spiritual teachers who came into this world at various points of time and in various parts, have invariably emphasized this truth in their own language and manner. According to them, all men, despite their distinctive social orders and denominational religions, form but one class. 3. Guru Nanak, the great teacher and the Messiah of peace, said, the highest order is to rise into universal brotherhood, I, to consider all creation your equal. 4. India's ancient mantra, Vasudeva Kutumbukam, also lays down the same basic principle that the whole world is one family. However, it is common knowledge that despite long and loud preaching, by various religious and social leaders professing the unity of man, the world today is torn by strains and tensions of every kind and presents a sorrowful spectacle indeed. More often than not, we see individuals at war with one another and brothers at drawn daggers with their own kith and kin. Similarly, nations are constantly involved in conflicts and clashes with each other, thus spoiling the peace and tranquility. It seems that the root cause of this present-day situation is that the gospel of unity of man, however well accepted in theory, has not struck home to humanity at large and is not put into practice. 
It is only a form of slogan-mongering done with calculated motives. Five, it is universally accepted that the highest purpose of this human body is to achieve union of the soul with the oversoul or God. It is on this account that the physical body is said to be the true temple of God, wherein he himself resides. All religions spell out the ways and means of meeting the oversoul or God, and all the ways and means so suggested, however different-looking, lead to the same destination, so that one need not change from one religion to another for this purpose. One has only to steadfastly and genuinely tread upon the lines drawn by the torchbearers for achieving the goal. 6. It is necessary, however, that greater effort should be made toward the realization of unity of man. We have to realize that every human being is as much a member of the brotherhood as we are and is obviously entitled to the same rights and privileges as are available to us. We must therefore make sure that while our own children make merry, our neighbor's son does not go without food. And if we really practice this, much present-day conflict will be eliminated. Each of us will develop mutual recognition, respect, and understanding for the other, thus wiping out the gross inequities of life. In this process, as the mutual recognition and understanding develops, it becomes a vital force generating a reservoir of fellow feeling, which in turn will bring culture and ultimately humility, the basic need of the hour. 7. The holding of the World Conference on Unity of Man in February 1974 in New Delhi was a clarion call to the world. This conference was perhaps the first of its kind since the time of Ashoka the Great, held at the level of man with the noble purpose of fostering universal brotherhood, leading to universal harmony. This message of the unity of man must reach every human heart, irrespective of religious and social labels, so that it comes home to every individual, enabling him to actually put it in practice in life and pass it on to others. In this way, the entire human society could be reformed. Truly speaking, unity already exists. As man, born in the same way, with the same privileges from God, and as soul, a drop of the ocean of all consciousness called God, whom we worship by various names. But we have forgotten this unity the lesson has only to be revived. 8. The so-called worldwide campaign for unity of man is not intended to affect the existing social and religious orders in any manner. In fact, each one has to continue to work for the upliftment of man in its own way as before. Additionally, however, this campaign has to carry the clarion call of unity of man, 
to as large a mass its own vehicle as it can, so that the message cuts across the barriers of misunderstanding and mutual distrust and strikes home to every human heart. Further, the said campaign has to be carried out not by intellectual wrestling, but with optimum desire and anxiety to put the unity of man into practice so that it becomes a real living force. The method of propagation has to be by self-discipline and self-example rather than by declarations and proclamations. 9. It would be prudent to clarify that the campaign for unity of man has to be carried out above the level of religions without in any way affecting any religious or social orders. It has to obtain and practice the blessings and support of all those who believe in the gospel of unity of man and could give it strength by taking this gospel to every human heart around them and convincing them of the need of its acceptance in daily life. It will neither be tagged with Ruhani Satsang nor with any other similar organization. The enthusiasm of its admirers will be the real force working behind the campaign. 10. It is therefore earnestly requested that all those who believe in the unity of man and wish to carry its message must work ceaselessly so that it may reach the lonest corner of the world. A world conference on unity of man may be arranged in the West, as was done at Delhi in the East. Both ultimately work as one whole. Kripal Singh. And I want to conclude by reading Sanchi's wonderful Remembrance of Kripal that was published in The Coming Spiritual Revolution. I had talked with Sanchi about this book for several years while working on it, collecting the talks together. I had shown him the outline, the various talks that were going to be included, and he was very supportive and urged me to do it. And I asked him if he would write an introduction for the book, and he said that I could, should collect together what he had already written, that he had already written a lot about Kripal, and that that would work, that would be the introduction. So I did that, and I was going to show it to him at Shamaz in 1997. I had it all ready by then, and of course, he left us just before that happened. So he never did see the final version, but I followed his instructions very carefully, and uh, I think it's a very powerful thing. In remembrance of Kripal, a unique light has come who has become the help of the suffering ones. He removes the pain and makes them meditate on Nam. When the black night of falsehood comes, the truth becomes hidden. When the clouds of tyranny come, religion feels suffocated. But when the will of the Lord comes, it shows his skills openly to remove the tyranny, to make us meditate on Nam. He is everyone's companion, and he makes them meditate on Nam. 
Obeying the orders of the Lord, he makes them drink the cup of nectar. Becoming a man, he came and showed the secret of such kind after meeting Samhain to make others meditate on Nam. We are dirty for ages and ages. He makes us clean. He himself removes the dirt by becoming the washerman of souls. We have no control over him. He is always teaching us to put us on the path and make us meditate on Nam. He is the dear divine light of his father Hukam Singh. Poor Ajayb wants support, and he has been helping him. The Sangat has come together to congratulate Gulab Devi and to celebrate the Bandara of Kripal. I thank the all-gracious Lord, who left his real home, Sachkhand, and his real form of Shabad, and taking the human body dwelt among us. His parents gave him a very beautiful name, Kripal, which means one who is gracious. That Kripal showered such grace that he taught everyone the message of love. He taught everyone that we are the children of the same God. We are living under one sky. We are living on one earth. And we are all created by God. And that is why we should treat everyone with love and affection. That Kripal left no stone unturned in showering his grace. He always showered his grace. He used to say, now the giver has come, take it. And those who were ready to receive his grace understood that great soul according to their receptivity, and they got grace according to their receptivity. We can even say that Kripal had sight, and we were all blind in front of him, and he himself called us and made us hold his finger, and only then were we able to recognize him. We know that always he had the word of love on his tongue. Whatever he spoke was of love. He was prepared to bring everyone in this world together in love, no matter to which country or religion they belonged. He was very pleased to bring everyone together in the relationship of love. He used to say, We have come here to do the devotion of the Lord. And he always made us do the devotion of the Lord. And he said, we can only do the devotion of the Lord if we have love for the creation of the Lord. If we claim that we love God, we need to love the creation of the Lord more than we love the Lord. Because the Lord has created this whole creation. And unless we have love for everyone, and give up enmity and jealousy for others, we cannot do the devotion of the Lord. The Lord has come down from such kind, and we must do his devotion and go back to him. But unless we have love for everyone, we cannot do his devotion. So that all gracious Kripal was an ocean of love, and all those who became devotees of love received love from him. So we should also follow his teachings, obey his commandments, and go back to him and become a part of him. 
Today is the auspicious day, and it has come with good fortune, for we had the darshan of our beloved Satguru. One who is entangled in this world, one who is always forgetful in this world, one who has gone many times up and down, one who has stopped in this world, one who was caught in the superstition and blind faith of the world, he has been taught the teachings of Satguru, and Satguru has put him on the path. Today he speaks some of light, some far and near, and other matters are coming on his lips like waves in the ocean. He has awakened us from within by saying some incidents of past days, some of the present days, some of the coming days, and he has told us many good things. Thus he has awakened us from within. He who is the beloved and worthy of worship in this mortal world, he is free from all temptations. He is the star of this dark world. He has removed the sins from the world, from me and you. He has cleared up the difference between the liar and the truthful one, between the low and the high. One destined for hell gets heaven if he comes to his path. This is in one's own hands. One who does this, whether today or tomorrow, will never die out of hunger for Nam, because coming to this path, many sinners have turned into devotees. God is not achieved in the mosque, nor is he in the temple. He is not in the wilderness but he is within everyone. When we close our outer eyes and walk on the path shown by Master and do the Simran of Master's teaching, Master himself unites us with God after bringing us to the path. From the shadow of the clouds, from behind the drops of rain, from the cold of winter and the fire of summer, Master's teachings Master's grace and Master's sayings have liberated millions of sinners who have remembered his nam only once. This is the determination of Ajayb. Always be attached to Kripal. Always be happy in his will. Whatever he gives, be contented with that. This is your path. If you go away from it, you will go astray. You will suffer because those who have forgotten their Satguru have not been happy. When he came, I didn't put any question to him. I didn't even ask him, who are you? Once Master asked everybody, do you want to see God? And everybody raised their hands and said, yes, we want to see God. Then Master told them, those who want to see God, close your eyes. Everybody closed their eyes. But I didn't close my eyes. There were some dear ones who complained that I wasn't closing my eyes. Azur smiled and he told them, yes, he has understood. Because, I said, you have told them that those who want to see God should close their eyes, but I am seeing my God with open eyes. Why should I close my eyes when I am seeing my God walking and all other things? I was present when Sanchi first said this at a satsang at Sant Bani Ashram in 1977. 
And instantly, some of my favorite lines from William Blake jumped into my head. God appears and God is light to those poor souls who dwell in night, but does a human form display to those who dwell in realms of day. And I thought, Santi is fulfilling so much that is being said by so many. Anyway, once I was sleeping in the room with Master Kripal, and we were both lying down. And I was looking at Master Kripal, and Master was looking at me. Suddenly he asked me, Are you awake? And I answered, No, I am sleeping from ages and ages. Then Master called me near him. He told me, Come on, come here. And he sat on the bed, and he told me to sit on the chair. And then he looked into my eyes very deeply. He awakened my soul with that one look only. Only you know your nature. No one else can know. Only he upon whom your grace descends will recognize you. Age after age you came. First you were called by the name Kabir. Liberating the world from rites and rituals, you made them devoted to the spiritual path. You suffered the pain and torture. You told them the secret of the real home. Becoming Nanak, you liberated the world. Then you had the name Angad. You were called Amardev, Guru Ramdasji, and Arjandev. Guru Arjanji sat on the heated iron and became grateful to the will. Hargobind, Hari Rai, Hari Krishanji are the beloved ones. Satguru Teg Bahadur sacrificed his head for Dharma. Guru Gobind Singh graced Ratnagar Rao and gave honor to the homeless ones. Tulsi Sahib, the lover of Nam, liberated Swamiji. Swamiji made Jamal Singh board the ship of Nam. Jamal Singh's beloved Sawan separated the milk from the water. Beautiful Sawan developed this garden in which he placed a gardener. His name is Beloved Kripal, and he is the protector of the Sangat. Listen to this request of poor Jabe. Protect the honor of the honorless ones. Only you know your nature. No one else can know. Only he upon whom your grace descends will recognize you. I had many opportunities to sing bhajans in front of Master Kripal. I did not prepare for singing the bhajans. It was not that I would write a bhajan and then sing it to my master. It would come instantly. In fact, it was he himself who would make me say the words of praise of him. So whenever in my words of poetry, in my bhajans, I would sing the name of Master Sawan Singh Ji, at once the tears would start rolling down his cheeks and he would start weeping. And those fortunate souls are the best people, those who shed tears in the remembrance of the Master. When Supreme Father Kripal left the body of five elements, he came in the will of God and he left in the will of God. But when he left his physical body, this poor Jabe wept very much in his remembrance. When I was weeping, one person came to me and said, 
You have always said that you should never cry or weep when anyone leaves the body, because just by weeping or crying for someone, you cannot bring that person back. You have always said that, but now you yourself are crying. You are a wise person. Why are you crying? At that time, I was in deep pain. I could not talk very properly, but still I told him this story. There was once a king who decided to go on a tour to some other states, to some other kingdoms. He told his queen that he was going on the tour. When he left, he did not really go on the tour. After some time, he just came back, canceling his tour. But the queen was in love with another man. And when the king had left for the tour, she had already made arrangements with the man she loved, saying, The king has now gone on tour, and he will not come back for some days. So you come, and we will enjoy. When the king came back, at that time the queen and the other man were enjoying and sleeping together. The king was surprised to see that another man was with the queen, and he was also surprised because that was the palace. How could another man come into the palace? But when he saw that the other man was with his wife and they both were sleeping naked, he did not get upset. He did not show that he was there, and they did not know that the king had come back. The king simply took off his shawl and covered them with it, and he went into the other room. Now when both of them was wo woke up, the queen was terrified to see the king's shawl over them, and she thought that the king would give her punishment because he had seen all that they had done, because this was the shawl of the king and nobody else would have come and covered them with it except him. So when the queen thought of that, she became very afraid. But the king did not mention anything about that to the queen. Even though they met many times after that and lived together for many years, the king never mentioned anything about that to the queen. After some, some years, when the king's end time came, he called his sons and gave them the successorship, and then he told them that they should respect their mother and obey her. Take good care of her. She is a good woman. Do whatever she tells you. And then he transferred some property and things for the expenses of the queen also. But when the king was telling his sons to take care of their mother, the queen started weeping and went on weeping very bitterly. The king asked her, Why are you weeping now? I have transferred so much property to your name, and you will be comfortable when I die. What else do you want? Why are you weeping? She said, I am not weeping for any wealth. I am crying because now, when you are leaving, who will come and throw the shawl over me? Who will hide my faults? So I told the dear one that that was why I was weeping. I told him that when the beloved master was in the physical form, he used to hide my faults. He used to forgive me for my faults. Even now, when he has gone back to such Kant, in his radiant form, he is showering grace on me, and he is forgiving me and hiding my faults. But when you have the physical form of the master in front of you, you can express what is in your heart. You can go and weep at his feet. Just by having the darshan of the physical form of the master, you can get rid of so many bad sins and bad karmas that you have done. 
which you cannot do very easily when the master is not there in his physical form. So that is why those who go within and see the glory of the master within and who know how the darshan of the master works, they weep in the remembrance of the master because they know that now the master is not going to come back in his physical form and hide their faults. He is not going to come and throw the shawl over their faults. Kripal gave only this message, and even the wind also teaches us this. If you keep walking while doing the Simran, the destination comes to you by itself. The fort of deceit will be destroyed in this world because walls of sand do not last. There are so many sins with you. You are a great sinner. Hail the power of Almighty Kripal who carries all the burden. No one is an enemy. No one belongs to anyone else. Everyone is your very own. For as the Gurbani teaches, all this world was created from one light. O Guru Kripal, the negative power trembles, and death also is nervous in front of whomever has caught hold of your finger. Ajayb says, Apologize to Kripal if your soul wants happiness. Kripal gave only this message, and even the wind also teaches us this. If you keep walking while doing the Simran, the destination comes to you by itself. Dear ones, the great Satgurus left their home of permanent peace and happiness and came into this burning world for the forgetful sinners like us. Working so hard, day and night, they brought the people of different kinds into the gardens of their satsangs. They protected us and took care of us like tender plants. We are the forgetful jivas. They gave us the holiest, purest, and simple teachings of the meditation of Surat Shabbat. They put us on the path of spirituality. Every day, giving the water of satsang and sprinkling the drops of their gracious sight, they made our burning and dry hearts green. They brought us close to each other by sewing us in the silken thread of love and made us brothers and sisters. They made us the members of their spiritual family and explained to us that we are the children of the same father. So our relationship is very firm here and also in the beyond. In very forceful words, the great Satguru explained to us that this world is a traveler's inn. No one has ever lived here forever, nor is anyone going to live here forever. Remember that you have to leave this place, so make your life and your earnings clean. Make the Satguru and the fear of him dwell in your heart. Make room for his love in your heart. Spare at least 10% of your time and use it for the meditation of Shabad Nam. Make meditation an important part of your life so that with the grace of the Master and under his guidance, you may reach your true abode and have his darshan in abundance. 
Dear ones, we have spent all our life beautifying our body. Now the time has come to pay attention to our soul. The soul has been crying, but we never pay any attention to her. We never pay any attention to cleaning her. Today on this holy occasion, and remembering the beautiful form of the Master, let us all take this vow, make this promise, that from now on we will spend as much time in meditation as possible, falling at the feet of the Master with all humility and with a true heart. Let us all pray that he may give us such understanding and strength that from this day we may understand the long-forgotten work of doing Simran as the most important and personal work in start doing Bhajan and Simran. Dear ones, today is a very auspicious opportunity to pray to the Master and ask him for his blessings and grace. We should clean the soul with the broom of Simran and with meditation beautify our souls. Apologize for our faults. Who knows whether we will get such an opportunity again or not. I can assure you that if our efforts are determined and our faith in the Master is strong, definitely the destination will kiss our feet and will welcome us. So let us appreciate the time and not let it slip out of our hands. Let us apply ourselves in cleaning our soul so that we may make our birth successful and earn the pleasure of Hazur Kripal. Ajayb Singh. Tape. Yeah. ਹੋਣਾ ਪਿਆਰ ਨਾ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਕੋਈ ਥੋੜਾ ਜਿਹਾ ਵੀ ਦੁੱਖ ਆ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਆਪ ਦੇ ਸਿਰ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਕਿੰਨਾ ਬਾਵੇਲਾ ਕਰਦੇ ਹਨ ਕਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਬੇਜਵਾਨੇ ਜਾਨਵਰ ਹੈ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਦਿਨ ਰਾਤ ਅਸੀਂ ਤਲਵਾਰ ਚਲਾ ਰਹੇ ਹੁੰਨੇ ਹਨ ਨਾਉ ਹੀ ਲਵਿੰਗਲੀ ਸੇਸ ਥੈਟ ਵੈਨ ਵੀ ਗੈਟ ਈਵਨ ਅ ਲਿਟਲ ਬਿਟ ਆਫ ਪੇਨ ਹਾਊ ਮਚ ਯੂ ਐਂਡ ਕ੍ਰਾਈ ਵੀ ਰੇਸ Ahora él dice que cuando tenemos siquiera tenemos un poquito de dolor eh, nosotros pegamos muchi, eh, alaridos grandísimos. Look at the condition of the animals who are being slaughtered day and night. Miren ustedes la condición de aquellos animales eh, que los matan día y noche. Hey guru, mathon radha se hai nahi janda, dukh mathon se hai janda hai. Jad koi dukh aake tutda hai, wo bhi mere karma da hai. Main tere andar hi nuks kadne shuru karda hai. Oh master, I cannot bear when people defame me. Oh maestro, no puedo soportarlo cuando las personas eh, hablan en contra de mí. When any pain or discomfort comes to me, I cannot stand it. Sí. Even though I know that it is because of my own karmas, but still instead of believing that i start finding fault in you ni siquiera puedo soportar el dolor que pueda llegar que me pueda llegar ni siquiera puedo soportar este pequeño dolor aun cuando sé que se debe a mis propios karmas sin embargo lo que hago más bien es culparte a ti por mis dolores badi ek hasan di gall hai pyareo kafi purana vaakya hai mere pichle pind da utthe ek acha jimindar si acche makan san har kisam da sadhan si ਜਦੋਂ ਦਾ ਅੰਤ ਸਮਾਂ ਆਇਆ ਉਹ ਰੋਵੇ ਕੁਰਲਾਵੇ ਵੀ ਲੇਕਨ ਉਹ ਮੌਤ ਦੇ ਦੇਵਤੇ ਨੂੰ ਇਹ ਕਿ ਬੇਸ਼ੱਕ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਦਿਸਦਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਸੀ ਸਾਡੇ ਪਿੰਡ ਚ ਇੱਕ ਗਰੀਬ ਸੀ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਕਿ ਤੂੰ ਉਸ ਦੇ ਘਰੇ ਜਾ ਉਹਦੇ ਘਰੇ ਕੁਝ ਨਹੀਂਗਾ ਮੇਰੇ ਵੇਖ ਕਿੱਡੇ ਕਿੱਡੇ ਮਕਾਨ ਆ ਮੈਂ ਰਹਿਣ ਨੂੰ ਪਾਏ ਆ ਤੂੰ ਮੈਥੋਂ ਕੀ ਲੈਣਾ ਹੈ ਤੋ ਕਹਿਣ ਦਾ ਭਾਵ ਪਿਆਰਿਆ ਪਿਆਰ
ਕਿ ਅਸੀਂ ਮੌਤ ਨੂੰ ਵੀ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਆ ਦੂਸਰਿਆਂ ਦੇ ਘਰੇ ਜਾ ਸਾਡੇ ਤਾਂ ਕਿੰਨੇ ਮਕਾਨ ਆ ਅਸੀਂ ਆਰਾਮ ਨਾਲ ਰਹਿ ਰਹੇ ਆ ਆਈ ਵਿਲ ਟੈਲ ਯੂ ਵਨ ਵੈਰੀ ਅਮਿਊਜ਼ਿੰਗ ਸਟੋਰੀ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਅ ਫਾਰਮਰ who used to live in the village where i used to live earlier les voy a contar una historia muy interesante es acerca de un granjero que vivía en una aldea cerca de donde yo vivía when his end time game he started complaining even though he was not able to see the uh, angel of death but still he was saying that why have you come to take me you go to that farmer he is poor and he doesn't have anything and look here i have so many things i have big houses and land and like that why do you have why have you come here to take me why don't you go and take that other farmer who doesn't have anything ese granjero eh aun cuando pues ya le había llegado su momento final él no podía ver no podía ver tampoco que a los ángeles de la muerte sin embargo él les hablaba y les decía por qué han venido a llevarme por qué no se llevan más bien a ese otro granjero que es pobre yo soy un granjero muy adinerado tengo muchas tierras una casa muy grande por qué me llevan a mí más bien llévense a ese otro campesino que no tiene nada so you see that we don't even want to face the death we even ask the angel of death to go to somebody else and not come to us ustedes pueden ver que nosotros ni siquiera podemos enfrentar al ángel de la muerte cuando llega le decimos más bien que vaya y se lleve a otro ਅੱਛੇ ਖਾਣਿਆਂ ਨੂੰ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਮੇਰੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਇੱਕ ਹੋਰ ਅੱਛੇ ਅੱਛੇ ਖਾਣੇ ਖਾਣ ਦੀ ਵੀ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਬੜੀ ਆਦਤ ਹੈ ਜਿੱਥੇ ਅੱਛਾ ਖਾਣਾ ਹੋਵੇ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਬੜਾ ਅੱਛਾ ਲੱਗਦਾ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਮੈਂ ਖਾ ਕੇ ਬੜਾ ਖੁਸ਼ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਜੀ ਬਾ ਹੋਰ ਵੀ ਚੰਗੇ ਚੰਗੇ ਸਵਾਦ ਲੱਗੀ ਹੋਈ ਹੈ ਡੈਲੀਕੇਸੀਸ ਆਰ ਦ ਗੁੱਡ ਫੂਡ ਔਰ ਦ ਗੁੱਡ ਡਿਸ਼ਸ ਹੀ ਸੇਜ਼ ਦੈਟ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਥਿਸ ਥਿੰਗ ਇਨ ਮੀ this this thing also in me that i like to eat good food i like to go for the delicacies and when i eat them i want to eat even more las cosas deliciosas a la a la comida o a lo que nos a nosotros nos gusta lo llamamos eh, como algo delicioso a mí me gustan mucho las comidas deliciosas y allá donde haya comida deliciosa allá voy yo me khane de swadu akhan nal kai meri zindagi de vich dekhan da mauka milya hai ਪਿਆਰਿਓ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਅੱਗੇ ਜਿਤਨੇ ਮਰਜੀ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਪ੍ਰਕਾਰ ਦਾ ਖਾਣਾ ਪਰੋਸ ਦਿਓ ਉਹ ਖਾਣਗੇ ਵੀ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਨਿੰਦਣਗੇ ਵੀ ਬਰਤਨ ਵੀ ਤੋੜਨਗੇ ਕਿ ਕਿਆ ਬਣਾਇਆ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਅੱਛਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਬਣਾਇਆ ਕਹਿਣ ਦਾ ਭਾਵ ਇਹ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੀ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਰਸ ਹੈ ਜੀਵ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਖਾਣਿਆਂ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਕਿ ਐਸੇ ਲੋਕ ਭਜਨ ਕਰ ਲੈਣਗੇ ਗੁਰੂ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਨੂੰ ਅੱਗੇ ਪ੍ਰਾਰਥਨਾ ਕਰਦਾ ਸਿੱਖ ਕਿ ਹੈ ਸਤਿਗੁਰੂ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਇਹ ਖਾਣਿਆਂ ਦਾ ਚਸਕਾ ਵੀ ਬੜਾ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਹੋਇਆ ਹੈ ਇਨ ਮਾਈ ਲਾਈਫ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਸੀਨ ਮੈਨੀ ਪੀਪਲ ਹੂ ਆਰ ਆਲਵੇਸ ਡਿਜ਼ਾਇਰਸ ਆਫ ਈਟਿੰਗ ਦ ਟੇਸਟੀ ਫੂਡਸ ਇਨ ਮੀ ਵੀਦਾ ਹੈ ਵਿਸਟੋ ਓ ਮੈਂ ਇੰਕੋਂਟਰਾਡੋ ਕੋਨ ਅਲਗੋਨਸ ਪਰਸੋਨਸ ਕੇ ਸਿੰਪਲੀ ਦੇਸੀਆਂ ਕੋਮਰ ਕੋਨ ਲਾ ਕਮੀਦਾ ਡਿਲੀਸ਼ੀਅਸਾ ਥੋਸ ਪੀਪਲ ਦੇ 
delicious foods and also go on criticizing the food. <coughs> Aquellas personas se comen esta comida que es deliciosa, que es muy buena y a la vez la critican. They even break the dishes and say that what have you cooked? Hasta rompen los platos y dicen, ¿qué es lo que has preparado? So the meaning of saying this is that those who are so much indulgent of the taste of their tongue Will they be, will such people be able to do the meditation? Lo que les quiero decir es que si aquellas, aquellas personas que están da, tan dedicadas a la comida deliciosa, ¿podrán ellos acaso hacer la meditación? So that is why here the disciple is asking his master, he's telling his master that I have this fault in me, I have this quality in me, bad quality in me that I am always looking for the good food. Por eso el discípulo ahora le dice al maestro y le pregunta, le dice que yo tengo esta mala cualidad dentro de mí que me gusta la comida deliciosa y te estoy diciendo que esto es lo que tengo por dentro. मन रसना यही चाट पड़ारी ताने और कामन चेत बसाए पुत्र कलतर आस परारी हुण गुरुदेव के प्रार्थना करदा के हे गुरुदेव मैं सारी जिंदगी औरत ਨੂੰ ਆਪਣੀ ਸਮਝਿਆ ਪੁੱਤਰ ਧੀਆਂ ਨੂੰ ਆਪਣੇ ਸਮਝਿਆ ਮੈਂ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਗੁਲਾਮ ਹੋ ਕੇ ਰਹਿ ਗਿਆ ਕਿ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਧਨ ਕਮਾਵਾਂ ਧਨ ਇਕੱਠਾ ਕਰਕੇ ਦੇਵਾਂ ਨਾਨੀਆਂ ਠਗੀਆਂ ਕੀਤੀਆਂ ਬੇਅਰਾਮੀ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਕੀਤੀ ਨਾ ਹੀ ਇਸ ਪ੍ਰਿੰਗ ਟੂ ਹਿਸ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਹੀ ਸੇਡ ਦੈਟ ਓ ਗੁਰੂਦੇਵ ਓ ਮਾਈ ਬਿਲਵਰਡ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਆਲ ਮਾਈ ਲਾਈਫ ਆਈ ਅੰਡਰਸਟੂਡ ਦੈਟ ਮਾਈ ਵਾਈਫ ਵਾਸ ਮਾਈ ਵੈਰੀ ਓਨ ਮਾਈ ਚਿਲਡਰਨ ਵੈਰ ਮਾਈ ਵੈਰੀ ਓਨ ਐਂਡ ਆਲ ਮਾਈ ਲਾਈਫ ਆਈ ਡਿਡ ਸੋ ਮਚ ਆਈ went through so much of the discomfort i did so many deceptions to earn the wealth from them ahora el, them. ahora él dice oh mi gurudev oh mi maestro eh, todo, durante toda mi vida yo entendí o comprendí que la esposa que yo tenía era mía comprendí que mis hijos que los hijos también eran míos y yo eh, engañé a toda la gente para lograr eh, obtener el dinero para mantenerlos e hice todo tipo de cosas solo por el bien de ellos ਪਿਆਰਿਓ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਪੱਛਮ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਫਾਈਨਲ ਬਜਨ ਇਥੇ ਦੇਸ਼ੀ ਪਰਾਇਆ ਉਹ ਸਜਨਾ ਸਜਨਾ ਇਸ ਔਨ ਪੇਜ 198 ਓ ਫਰੈਂਡ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਐਨ ਏਲੀਅਨ ਕੰਟਰੀ ਵਾਈ ਆਰ ਯੂ ਸੋ ਅਟੈਚ ਟੂ ਇਟ ਓ ਫਰੈਂਡ ਆਲ ਥੋਸ ਹੂ ਕਮ ਹੀਅਰ ਹੈਵ ਟੂ ਗੋ ਨੋ ਵਨ ਰਿਮੇਨਸ ਹੀਅਰ ਨੀਦਰ ਕਿੰਗ ਨਰ ਐਮਪਰਰ Life is like the shadow of the tree, O oh friend. This is the shelter for a few days. All the relations are false. No one is yours. Satguru made you understand this, O oh friend. By doing Simran, make your mind understand. Apologize to the master for your faults. Why did you forget the name of the giver, O oh friend? catch hold of guru kapal's shelter oh ajab swim across the ocean of life this world is false false is maya oh friend oh friend this is an alien country why are you so attached to it oh friend bajan of sanchi on page 198 eh te desha 
Raya we sajna Tupiar kyo enalaya we sajna Eye tedesha Raya we sajna Tupiar kyo enalaya we sajna Aya joete savane tu rajana rana na ete koi raja rana aya joete savane tu rajana rana Shadi Shaha Owe Sajna Tupiar Kyoena Laya Owe Sajna Eye Tedesha Paraya Owe Sajna Tupiar Jute sabanate koi natera Koi dina ete renabasera Jute sabanate koi natera Satguru ne samjaya oe sajna Tupiar kyo enalaya oe sajna Ete tedesha haraya oe sajna Tupiar kyo enalaya oe sajana Karake simran manasam jale Bhulan guruto mafakarale Karake simran manasam jale Bhulan guruto mafakarale Date danam kyo ulaya oe sajna Dupiar kyo enalaya oe sajna Ehe tedesha 
paraya we sajana tu pyara kyo e na laya we sajana hala guru kir hala da padale bhava sagar to ajaiva Dutarale Pala Guru Kir Pala Dafadale Bhava Sagaratoa Jaiva Dutarale Juta Jagata Juti maya we sajana tu pyarakyo ena laya we sajana ete desha palaya we sajana tu pyarakyo friend, this is an alien country. Why are you so attached to it, O friend? May God bless us all.